Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man awla Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome back to the Fikra Podcast uh, This is your brother Mashhud I'm a day late, I know, Alhamdulillah though um, I was very uh, sick last week so I didn't have time to uh, pre-record an episode So uh, yeah, I mean, Alhamdulillah I'm right, you know um, So what i kind of wanted to go through um was so what what i wanted to go through inshallah was the again the final part of the poem of al ilbiri and let me just kind of check where we left off before all right so we left off on line number 88 right So if you wanted to find this I'll try to link the PDF within the comment section on SoundCloud but it's also available um on fluent Arabic publications um you can just google them and they have a print copy that you can purchase inshallah a very amazing poem um and this is uh, a lot of scholars they've gone through a commentary on this um you know this is not a commentary because you know uh, I'm not going to put my own um anything in it we just look at it as a benefit inshallah for ourselves so what's beneficial about this uh it is on leading a purposeful life that's the main purpose of it it's to basically speak on let's just say a lot of different things that you might want to know in your life uh in terms of your deen um and and we as we all know we went through the first two parts of this in um the other episodes so episode number 26 was um the second part and inshallah i've done enough explanation on the uh the background of this right so We're going to line number 88. Let's begin. Bismillah. Aba Bakrin kashafta aqalla aibi wa aktharahu wa mu'adhamahu satarta. Abu Bakr, the person that uh, Abi Ishaq al-Ilbiri is responding to. Abu Bakr, you've exposed the least of my faults and you've concealed the majority and bulk of them. 89. Faqul ma shi'ta fiyya min al-makhazi So say whatever you want. So he says, and you've concealed the majority of my sins, all my faults. So say whatever you want about me in terms of infamies and multiply them for truly you will have spoken truthfully. So he's saying, yeah, Abu Bakr, I'm, yeah, I know I'm not a good person, right? I'm, I have my faults. So he tells him he has his faults and um, the only thing that he can do is even if he multiplies them, maybe he'll do justice because he said that, you know, you, you didn't really bring out anything. So what does he say on uh, line 90? وَمَهْمَ And this is um, a very interesting conversation on Mahma. But then again, that's Nahu. So what do we go here? وَمَهْمَ عِبْتَنِي فَلِفَرْطِ عِلْمِي بِبَاطِنَتِي كَأَنَّكَ قَدْ مَدَحْتَ So what does he say? Whatever fault you find in me, then due to my deep knowledge of my internal state, it's as though you've praised me. 
So he's saying, Ya Abu Bakr, I have so many things wrong about me. So whatever you've said, it doesn't even come close. So I see it as praise. I see it as nice. Right? And imagine, what do we take from this? If somebody insults you, somebody insults you so much, then you say that, hmm, you said some stuff, but I know the true state. I know what I am. And I'm actually worse than what you say. And why is that important here? Because, yeah, Abu Bakr, I don't know what you think of me, but clearly it's pretty high. Even though, Abu Bakr, what did he do? He did, he insulted uh, Abu Ishaq. SubhanAllah. So he says, it's as though if you've praised me. Right? So he says, what is this? Number 91. Line 91. فَلَا تَرْضَى فَلَا تَرْضَى مَذَا فَلَا تَرْضَى الْمَعَايِبَ فَهْيَ عَارٌ عَظِمٌ يُورِثُ الْإِنسَانَ مَقْتَى do not be pleased with the faults, for they are great, for they are a great shame that bring a person abomination. Mm, subhanallah. What is there? He says, the in my internal state, I know it. It's bad. So don't be pleased with faults, and this is this is in general. Do not be. Do not have ridha. Do not be pleased with faults. For they had a great shame that bring a person abomination. So this is the next part where he's giving advice. Tamam. So next we say, So he says, So what is this? Um, this is specific to a constellation. What does he say? They bring down a man of distinction from the uh, from the Platus, right? What is this? It's an open star cluster in the constellation of Taurus, known as Athuriya, Nam, in uh, in Arabic, right? So this is a constellation famous within that. Uh, with it, because because the Arabs, as you we all know, they were very big on. Um, astronomy right they were very um you know they they used to do a lot of research within that field so we just say they bring down a man of distinction from the constellation and replace his lofty place with lowliness right and the, it's continuing to 93 <laughs> Just as good deeds give you bright stars in exchange and cause you to be close even though you are far. This is something that... So, so, so let's just finish the sentence here that he's trying to make. 94 so what does he say here? So the entire sentence says they bring down a man of distinction from the constellation Pleiades. Uh, Pleiades. So, and then they replace his lofty place with lowliness. So they bring down a man 
from the stars. They replace where he came from with lowliness. Just as so this is a this is a um, this is a a, a, a uh, thing within Balagha. It's uh, basically using similes and uh, metaphors and all these things. So what does he say? Just as good deeds give you bright stars in exchange. It causes you to be close, even though you are far. So your good deeds, they give you nur. They give you these amazing things on your scale. And then what do they do? They cause you to be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though you are really far. Now, they, diff- they diffuse beauty about you in this world such that you find goodness in it wherever you are. So you find goodness within this world as long as you do good deeds because of the nur that you have within you. So what does he say in 95? So what does he say? You will walk in its tracks honorably. And reap praise from that which you have planted. Meaning, you will reap praise. You will, uh, re- will, you will reap praise from that which you have planted. And what you have planted, what you plant is what you teach, what you leave in this dunya once you are gone. So what do you gain? You gain from students. You gain from good students. So what does it say, what does it say here? 96. وَأَنْتَ الْآنَ لَمْ تُعْرَفْ بِعَيْبٍ وَلَا دَنَّسْتَ ثَوْبَكَ مُذْنَشَأْتَ And at present, and right now, وَأَنْتَ الْآنَ You're not known لَمْ تُعْرَفْ بِعَيْبٍ You don't have any faults. You're not known to have any faults. Nor have you putrefied your garment, garment since you've come into existence. So what does he say next? وَلَا سَبَقْتَ فِي مَيْدَانِ زُورٍ وَلَا so what do you say here? Nor have you raced in a track of falsehood, falsehood, whether quickly or merely trotting. So this is a question he's doing now. If you don't distance yourself from this track of falsehood, on all of these faults, you'll get stuck within it. And who can liberate you once you've gotten stuck? And now this entire thing, and we'll get to we'll get to what he's actually getting to. What did he say next? And it will soil whatever of you has been cleaned until hatta it will be as though you've never been pure previously. So this is an entire kind of connected thing, so we'll go. Wasirta Wasirta Asira Zambika fi wathaqin wakaifalakal kafaku wakade usirta. And you'll have become the prisoner of your guilt in shackles. And how can you be released when you have been imprisoned? Hmm. So we're about to... So, so okay, okay. So what does he say here? He's basically putting now that the entire, the entire notion of being in this lofty place of nur and on this good path, right? 
he's he's basically putting this forth for the student of knowledge and he said that if you don't distance yourself from the path of falsehood right you're going to get stuck right and what's happened when you're stuck you're nobody's going to be able to put you out right why because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguides who he wants and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides who he wants and if you are upon this path of misguidance then you are free go go ahead right you you can you keep going so what happens here it will soil whatever you have been cleaned until it will be as though you've never been pure previously so what is happens once you're on this path of misguidance then you continue going continue going continue going and all that nur all that purity that you had once it will be gone as if you had never even had a link of iman tamam so what is it here in 101 and, and just uh, 100 so we said and you'll have become the prisoner of your guilt in shackles so you have you're going through this path and you're doing good you're you're on this path of knowledge you're on this path of khair but then what happens you fall as we all do every single person falls there's not a single person that has not fell into a cycle of low iman, right? But what happens here? This is exactly where shaitan gets you. What does he do? He says, okay, you want to be on this thing? All right, let's do this. Then he goes into overdrive. He puts you more down. And he puts you more down. And he puts you more down. As long as you are not making tawbah, he's going to keep putting you down. And then what happens when you try to go back to Allah? He's going to say, no, 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 no. You're not even good enough. Why are you doing that? And then you're going to be like, yeah, I'm not. So you're going to think that within yourself, you're thinking these things. And then what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees this. And, and what are you doing in all this time? You're not even knocking at the door of Allah. Right? You're not even knocking. Let alone trying to go in. You're not even knocking. You're not even asking. So what happens? You continue and you continue to fall deeper and deeper and deeper. So what happens then? What? How can How can one get out of that? Right? How can one get out of this uh, cycle? So what happens is you want to continue in this path of, okay, you're in low iman. What do you do then? Right? And if you want to pause, pause and think, right? How can a person get out of this little rut that you're that they're in, right? Okay, so some tips here that we can take, Right? What is the concept of guilt for your for your nafs, right? Guilt can become many things, right? So guilt as a as a notion within yourself, you're on this path of knowledge, you're on this path of Quran, all these things. But then what do you what do you do? You fall, as everybody does, as I do, as many of us do. Everyone does, right? Then what happens? This is where your time to come back is important. Now, however time you distance yourself from it, the farther you're going to get from that path. Then how do you stay on that path? How do you hold on to that rope? The Qur'an. Simple. Dhikr. To continue putting nur within your heart. That is the main purpose. And it's not about the it's not about the, um, the the company you keep. Yeah, it's great to keep to keep great company, but at the end of the day, when you're alone, who is it going to attack you? It's shaitan. And how do you fight shaitan? 
right? Are you weak and you follow to your desires, you follow to your nafs? Well, that's a, that's a question you're going to have to, have to ask yourself. And then what, is, what happens then? What, what does uh, Abi Ishaq al-Libiri say uh, to that? He says you're going to become the prisoner of your own guilt. And you're going to be in shackles. You're not going to be able to come out. And then what does he say? He says, how can you be released when you've been imprisoned? Right? And then he gives us more. And then he gives us more uh, advice. What does he say here? And we're closing towards the end. Actually, no, we're not. We're, uh, we're like 10 lines away. Nope, we're not even 10 lines away. All right. So what is here? So what does he say in 101? He says, So fear your peers and dread them, just as you dread lions and leopards. Okay, so what is he saying here? We're going to go a little further and then we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, get into this. And there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of benefit here. So what do you say next? He says, وَخَالِطْهُمْ وَزَائِلْهُمْ حِذَارًا وَكُنْ كَسَّامِرِيِّ إِذَا لُمِسْتَ Associate with your peers and part ways out of cautiousness. cautiousness. And when touched, be like a samiri. So, what is here? Uh, this is a reference to the Qur'an. Um, whereas uh, a samiri, right, is ordered to say, do not touch me. Some translators have rendered Asamiri as the Samaritan, but it's not clear if such a translation is correct. We're going to go a little bit deeper into that, inshallah. So what does he say? 103, and I'm going to finish. Um, we're going to go through this. I'm going to finish up uh, the section right here. So what does he say? وَإِن جَهِلُوا عَلَيْكَ فَقُلْ سَلَامًا لَعَلَّكَ سَوْفَ تَسْلُمْ and next he says, I'm going to go to the translation after. Okay, so what does he say initially? Right, He says, fear your peers and dread them as you dread lions and leopards. Right, So fear your peers, right? because why? We're going to get to that. So associate with them and part ways out of cautiousness. And when touched, be like a samiri. If they act foolishly towards you, say words of peace. قُلْ salam, salaman. That's it. That perhaps you might be safe and sound if you do. So next he says to finish off. And who can guarantee you safety in an era preserving you unless you seek preservation? Tamam. Okay. So... What he mentions here is very, very important in terms of the company you keep. So, you know how I said before, it doesn't matter, you know, what company you keep when you're alone, right? Because once you're alone, you're basically going to be vulnerable to your own nafs and you're going to have to fight that. But now what happens when you're with a group of friends? Now, there's a lot that can be said upon how the Prophet ﷺ advised us with the company we keep. Right? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Right? The person, a, a person, uh, is on the deen, the religion, of his closest friend, his or her closest friend. And what, it, what do we find within the Quran? Right? 
the Surah Al-Furqan. Allah SWT mentions on the Day of Judgment, uh, the person that took, he will say, Ya Laytani. Right? What does he say? Ya Laytani ittakhadtu ma'ar rasuli sabila. And what does he say? Ya Waylata, Ya Waylata Laytani lam attakhid fulanan khalila. Right? So this person that basically has this this notion that they will keep friends and they won't affect them that's false right because your friends ultimately will um end up uh, basically they will end up not being beneficial for you in this life or the akhirah so what does he say um, yeah, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he mentions Surah Al-Furqan And then also Surah Al-Hujurat Surah Al-Hujurat is a very big um, surah for uh, the relationships we keep with individuals Right? So, um, and and the person on the Day of Judgment As, you know, is mentioned Surah Al-Furqan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says This is the person that will say that yeah, Allah, I, I shouldn't have taken, uh, you know, something other than what the Prophet ﷺ had given me. And then, what does he say? Ya waylata laytani lam attakhidh fulanan khalila. And the, it's, it's, a, it's a very scary thought that you're going to run from the people that you were closest to in this world, right? Okay, so kind of stopped recording. Uh, I forgot where I was. Okay, so basically, you're going to run from the people that you were closest in this world. And um, it's a scary thought because, as we see here as well, um, Abi Ishaq al-Biri, rahimahullah, he says, fear your peers, right? And dread them. Just as you dread lions and leopards. And this means that you have to approach them with caution, right? Because there's countless ahadith that we know of that, you know, we have to take into account who we take as our best friends. Now, you have to, you have to really look into yourself. You have to say, okay, is this person benefiting my time? Is this person benefiting my akhirah? You have to hold yourself to account. You have to say, okay, am I a crutch for this person? Am I going to basically uh, make this person hold me back within my own relationship with Allah, right? And obviously, what is this? He doesn't say leave them, right? He says, if there's people in your life that they obviously they act foolish, right, and and they they don't really know well, right. You say words of peace. You don't you don't reprimand them. You don't do anything. But that you might be safe and sound if you do. Right? Because the the main thing is um that you have to keep your own iman sound, right? Because that only then can you end up benefiting others if you are personally okay. And what does he say? He says, And who can guarantee you safety in any era, preserving you unless you seek preservation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? So what what is this? Now he says in 105, وَلَا تَلْبَثْ 
بِحَيٍّ فِيهِ ضَيْمٌ يُمِيتُ الْقَلْبَ إِلَّا إِنْ كُبِلْتَ Do not stay in an area where there's injustice, which kills the heart unless you've been chained in it. So this is different. This is different. This is a, this is a point that he brings forth where he basically says, the uh, and you have to understand the time period he was living in, he says, basically, do not stay in an area where there's injustice, right? And, you know, go wherever. And, and we can take this uh, a little differently. Why? Because don't be with a group of friends that's killing your heart unless you're basically really obliged, right? So what is the purpose of this? It's, you know, he, he's saying there's better things to do with your time, right? And this is the very watered-down way to interpret this one. And what does he say next? وَغَرِّبْ فَالْغَرِيبُ لَهُ نَفَاقٌ وَشَرِّقْ إِنْ بِرِيقِكَ قَدْ شَرِقْتَ So go west, for strangers are in demand. Go east, if your splendor rises there. And, you know, this is different, that the... The Arabic expression, غرب, uh and شرق, they literally mean go west and east, right? It means travel the world. However, the author is also making a couple of uh, puns here. وغرب, uh, so meaning the word غرب, west, and غريب, stranger. And he's making those little puns where the strangers... And uh, the, the and obviously we know the um, hadith of the Prophet that said that you know the this deen came strange and you know glad tidings to those that are strange, meaning the strangers, right? And it will leave us something strange. So glad tidings to those that are strangers. So this is why we see that this this what does he say here? And the word sharq, right? And uh, he uses that as as a fa'al uh, amr, right? Sharq. Is related to shuruq, right? The sunrise. And and what does he say? Qad uh, sharikta. So the the sunrise in the east, right? That's what he's also talking about. So he's making a lot of puns. I love puns. It's great. So what does he say next? Right. فَلَيْسَ الزُّهْدُ فِي الدُّنْيَا خُمُولًا لَأَنْتَ بِهَا الْأَمِيرُ إِذَا زَهِدْتَ so renouncing, so renouncing culture is is different here. So zuhd, um, zuhd is a very large topic, and inshallah we'll go through it in another time, inshallah. So what does he say here? He says falis is zuhdu, and let's just put it in a very loose term: renouncement of the dunya. Fidunya khumulan khumulan is not lassitude, right? It is not something that. Uh, so, so what does he say next? The laanta bihal amiru ida zahitta. You're most certainly its commander when you renounce it, right? So, basically, he's saying, and and it kind of connects to the next one. ولو فوق الأمير تكون فيها سموا وافتخارا كنت أنت. If there was anyone in it. Above the commander in eminence and pride, 
it would be you. And this is talking to still um, Abu Bakr, uh, Abu Bakr uh, that he's kind of refuting. ولو فوق الأمير تكون فيها سموا وافتخارا كنت أنت if there was anyone amazing in zuhud and being truly one with uh, Allah Taala and all these things, it would be you. Because, you know, you're very good at leaving the dunya behind better than me. That's what he's saying. وَإِنْ فَرَّقْتَهَا وَخَرَّجْتَ مِنْهَا إِلَى دَارِ السَّلَامِ فَقَدْ سَلِمْتَ If you depart from it and leave from it and leave it for the abode of peace, Dar is salam in Jannah, then you'll have found safety. وَإِنْ كَرَّمْتَهَا وَنَظَرْتَ مِنْهَا بِإِجْلَالٍ فَنَفْسَكَ قَدْ أَهَنْتَ But if you honor it and look at it reverently, meaning you want it, you will have to pace yourself. Because if you think about it, if anybody wants any anything can turn into dunya. Right? Anything can turn into dunya. Dunya is the 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 want for something basically if if you look at it the dunya is something that takes you away from the remembrance of Allah so if you want a part of dunya and anything can become dunya right even religious things even religious things for example the ijazah of the qira'a of the quran you want an ijazah but why you want it for the wrong reasons it's all about the intentions behind it and it can become dunya for you and it can actually still not be counted in your good deeds. If your intention the entire way was that, oh, I'm going to get ijazah, I'm going to be known around the world, I'm going to be so amazing, and this, this, this. La. That is not something that you should look towards. So what does he say here? He's funny, He's finishing off with the last three lines. 111, he says, جَمَعْتُ لَكَ النَّصَايِحَ I've gathered up words of advice so adhere to them throughout your life they are the best things to take as a model that was really bad I've rebuked you at length and have overdone it because you've been idle for too long, right? Because you have been idle for too long, and this is—he's a—he's a senior in age too. So let's let's look at this. So what does he say here? فَلَا تَأْخُذْ بِتَقْصِيرِ وَسَهْوِ وَخُذْ بِوَصِيَّتِ لَكَ إِنْ رَشَدْتَ. So don't take hold of my shortcomings and forgetfulness, but take hold of my my counsel to you, if you are well guided. And what does he say? وَقَدْ أَرْدَفْتُهَا تِسْعًا حِسَانًا وَكَانَتْ قَبَلَ ذَا مِئَةً وَسِتَّةً This is very interesting, right? Uh, and I followed up, I followed up everything with nine beautiful verses. As it was previously 106. This is interesting. Where he says that I've actually added stuff with nine more verses than I originally wanted. Because I wanted to say, say say some other things. And what does he say? To finish off with line 115. وَصَلَّ عَلَى تَمَامِ الرُّسُلِ 
رسلي ربي نعم وصلى على تمام الرسل ربي وعترته الكريمة ما, ذاك ما ذكرت وعترته الكريمة ما ذكرت Well, blessings upon perfection of messengers, my Lord, and upon his noble family, as long as you make mention. وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه وعلى آله أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين نعم So this is, this is actually filled with so many gems of wisdom and invaluable advice The value in these verses was insane Now this translation was Abi Ishaq Al-Ilbiri and Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen we have gone through it all within a three part podcast and Alhamdulillah for that so I think it is only just to keep it short today inshallah and we will continue uh, with a new book that I have been getting into uh, by Imam Al-Ghazali it is called The Beginning of Guidance and it is Inshallah going to be Probably yeah I'll, I'll do it in English So Bidayatul Hidayah It is By Imam Al-Ghazali Rahimahullah And it is translated By Get this Mashhad Al-Allaf I believe Right So His name Is uh, Sheikhna uh, I believe from London He Has one letter changed otherwise it would have been mashhud so inshallah i will leave you to it and uh i apologize for the lateness because it's a day late i believe um but yeah inshallah i'm gonna make new episodes inshallah and uh probably look for some new guests Jazakumullahu khayra Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi Aya talib al-ilmi qum la tanam Fa inna al-zamana qada wa ansaram